reading from the Brihat Bhagavatamrita, Volume 1, Chapter 2, Text 76. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Sampratyapi Mayatasya. Swayam Vatsas Tatarpaka. Vrindavane Palyamana. Bojane Mayaya Rita. And recently, by my magic, I stole the cabs and young friends the Lord was watching after in Vrindavan. I took them all away while the boys were having lunch. Purport, the Brahma's opinion this last offense, his own, was worse than all the transgressions committed by the other demigods. While Krishna was enjoying with his friends in the sacred forest of Vrindavan, Brahma disturbed him by stealing the cows and boys Krishna was personally protecting. Resorting to mystic power, Brahma removed them from Krishna's presence and hid them in a cave. <clears throat> Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmalitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Payevacha patitanam pavane bhyo, Vaishnave bhyo namo nama. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Si Advaita Gadadhar Shivas Adhi Gaur Bhaktavinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So greetings from Govardhan. Um, I don't have the fan on because it makes too much noise, but we can still tolerate. It's really wonderful here. I I I mentioned. I don't know, it's, it's, you get the Hare Krishna movement without the Hare Krishna movement, meaning, um, you know, for six months, so many people are coming and they bring their culture and everything also with them. And now it's just the resonance, but even just the resonance today, I was invited to give class to the Russian Sangha at Fred Vasindar, and it was wonderful. There was still 20, 25 people, which was their whole community at this time. And we had Kata and Kirtan, and then Champak's mother, uh, Champakamala's mother cooked me lunch. That was quite wonderful. Um, 
and occasionally people visit me. But mostly, once I'm in I'm, I'm my room, I'm with my books and my beads. And it's it's been a wonderful experience. Um, so we've been all here together in this journey for understanding the Parama Antim, the, the Parama the Parama Desha Antim the topmost end stage of devotional service. But as in the Bhagavatam, and the Briyat Bhagavatam is basically just another way of presenting the Bhagavatam in an accessible way. Um, if that's the goal, there's a lot of preliminary work to be done. Just like the Bhagavatam has nine cantos before you get to the tenth. It also has nine subjects before you get to the tenth subject, which is Ashraya Krishna. And the nine subjects are meant to help you understand the tenth, so it's not disconnected. But there's a sadhana kram, a step-by-step practice in both our chanting, which is nam, rup, guna, lila, and also the maturity of our understanding to more and more intimate understandings of God. Just like the Bhagavatam, the first nine cantos purify your heart and purify your intellect. And if your intellect's not purified, you will filter Krishna's pastimes through some mythological, even cartoonish projection. And if your heart is not purified, you'll you'll filter the pastimes through your own material desires. So Narada's journey is, is both a story and a philosophical progression through different levels of bhakti that refine your understanding of bhakti. I mentioned just like an axe, you know, you got to cut it from different ways to make it sharp. Prabhupada said we should meet together and discuss the book from different angles. Just sharpens your, your understanding has to be sharp, not to hear things with prejudice not prejudging them by your previous experience, which you've generalized and is no longer applicable. That's the way prejudice is. You judge things by a previous experience, which you generalized. You had some problem with a particular ethnic group. You generalized the concept to an ethnic group. You meet a person from that ethnic group, and rather than judging him for what he is, you prejudge him on an experience that you generalized. So there's this progression of Narada searching for the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. So, and we also have that template where the devotee is glorified and we see through that glorification what is his glories. And then almost even more important, we see it through his reaction. 
Well, some like I'm going to fall asleep or something. Maybe it was the big lunch. Um, I just don't want to get brain fog. Um, so, Lord Brahma has been glorified by Indra to of Narada Muni. And then Narada Muni, with his own personal experience of what Indra told him to see, which is the glories of Brahma, the level of his service is impressive. The secondary creator, the dispenser of karma, um, immense for Krishna. He's taken so much responsibility for Krishna. And he supervises the and inspires and, and supports the largest Vishnu sacrifice to Mahapurusha, who's on his planet personally. So it's not it's not unrelated, although it's not an absolute correlation when we see someone's service. I remember one devotee in Iskon at one time he he just they gave him every portfolio possible. He was the head of this, head of the Gurukuls, head of the the preaching, head of the Temple of Planet Vedic Planetarium, head of Mayapur, head, he, he got everything. And then the book distribution, publishing. And I said to Tamal Krishnamaraj, he must be very advanced. He said some, he said, you know, I, it must be very advanced to do what he's doing. Tamal Krishnamaraj said, you know, a modicum of advance, some advancement. And sure enough, it, it didn't hold up. Because we have our karma. And then Krishna uses our karma. And if we can accept that without pride and do it in a devotional way, it certainly is a symptom of some internal development. You have to appreciate that. Um, so you kind of have to appreciate his the level of his service. Even Bhaktivinoda Thakur said at one time, was it him or someone? You know, you can judge it, you know, a devotee by how many books he's printed, how many devotees he's made, how many temples. There are different, you know, it, it's Krishna, Veena, Shakti, Nahi, Pavartana. Without Krishna's Shakti. You're an instrument with different types of instruments. And we may be surrendered to Krishna. One may be a smaller instrument, but maybe more malleable towards Krishna than someone who is a bigger instrument and less malleable. 
a bigger instrument and less malleable will accomplish more. But the devotion of one with less an instrument in terms of capabilities for making devotees, building temples, publishing books, etc. Maybe a lot more. So it's not an absolute correlation. But it's certainly impressive what Brahma's done in terms of the service of Krishna. Enough impressive that Narada can call him the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy, or at least in his journey. In his journey, he can consider that. And he tells that, frankly, to Brahma. But a devotee neither wants, accepts, or even believes the glorification of him because he he sees all he's done is little but great because all he's done is he surrendered to krishna and krishna is using him so it seems so from a devotee's standpoint it doesn't seem like he's doing anything great he seems like it's krishna that's doing it he surrendered to krishna and krishna is using him and he's been empowered in great ways. So if the devotee doesn't feel he, he's, I know people appreciate it, right? These Monday morning greetings. And they're almost amazed that for, I think eight or nine years now, I've come up with a new realization. But for my personal sense, when I analyze it, I don't feel it's anything special. I definitely, when I'm writing these things and I begin at the beginning of the week, because I have so much experience doing it, even though it appears that it, I don't know how I'm going to complete this, I know I will because I know Krishna, I'm, I'm, I'm surrendered to service and I know Krishna is using me in this way and he does it every week. When it comes out, I'm not feeling credit for it. I didn't do much in that sense. I just gave myself over to Krishna and he acted through me. I see that I can do so much more service. So Brahma, when he's glorified for his service, he deflects that praise naturally just in the, in the Baba or mood of a, of a devotee, he, he deflects that praise. And one of the things that he sees is that it brings on a certainly illusory self-conception called some conceit or abhiman. You know, I am the creator, I am this, I am that. It, it brings it brings on that kind of and, and therefore when someone has such a big position it's very dangerous and very miserable because you can become attached to the things you have and the conception 
of yourself that's using them. And that conception of yourself that's using them for control and enjoyment is not the real self. And therefore it's not eternal. Nasate vidyate bhavo, nabavo vidyate. That which is changing doesn't really exist. It's a, the identity at who we are that's changing is not us. But it does one thing. It binds us to something that will be devoured in time. So this is the illusion of the rich and famous. They're so bewildered because they have the accoutrements, according to their faith, they have the accoutrements of power that can give them happiness, which is to fulfill their desires. But at the same time, it's insane because it's the very thing that causes misery, which is attachment to the body. And therefore, bhakti is free from these designations, these things that put us in a temporary place. Sarvapati, vinir muktam, tatparatvena, nirmalam, rishikesha, rishikesha. Bhakti, seva bhakti uttama. Uttama bhakti is sarva upadi. Designations and position and power give such designations and such fear. I mentioned this verse many times. When you turn away from God, how do you turn away from God? He's everywhere. It's by your consciousness. When you turn away from God, you turn away from yourself. Because what we are is a relationship to God as his servant. So when you turn away from God, you, you're turning away from your true self. You have to identify with a, a false self that's temporary. So, bayam dvitiya, fear, dvitiya, duality. Bayam dvitiya, bhinivesita syat. From this, this, from arises this turning away from God, which means the conception that I don't want to be who I am. I don't want to be a devotee. It's a miserable thing. And therefore the Bhagavatam recommends something. That who is Kovida, very intelligent, he acts for that which has purpose, which is to live and realize the soul. And as far as sense gratification comes, just like you don't endeavor for distress and yet it comes, so the pleasures come also. And with that realization, more of our consciousness can be focused on the goal of human life, Komara Achare Pragyo. Even if you're young, Acharet Pragyo, but if you're intelligent, Dharman Bhagavitam Miha, you worship God. 
Kvartare Pragyo Dharman Bhagavatanya Dulabam Manasanjana. Why this human form of life is very difficult to attain. Tadapyadruvam. Hard to them, but it has value. As Prabhupada said, why? Because we can change our consciousness. We can improve our consciousness. And the first principle is sarvapati venir mukta, to become liberated from material designations. Or at least to engage them in a way that they become spiritualized. So Brahma is just saying, I have this conceit, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking that of myself, and therefore I'm terrified of devouring, all devouring time. I am terrified. Such duality, I can think of these very rich people. They have so much facility to enjoy. But that duality, it will end one day and they, I will be nothing. That's what they think. And you know it, I describe it, it's last meal consciousness. If you know the end is nothing, you can't enjoy if that's your future. Or it certainly dampens it to a, to a tremendous degree. So Brahma has this realization. And one of, the, one of the things he was glorified for is that he was in charge of engaging all the demigods as his service. So he was a huge intellect, a huge manager. We have to appreciate Lord Brahma. But Lord Brahma counts it. He says, manager, everyone that I've engaged also becomes enamored with their position enamored with the identification, the, the upadi connected to that position, grounded in material consciousness, and therefore offending. On the material platform, you're offending because you're the enjoyer and controller, or you think you are, so you have to because you're not the controller, what you want to enjoy is shared by others. So for your full enjoyment, you have to have some exploitation and we all live with this. That's why sometimes there's money deals and we're narcissistic and the money that was someone else's that we now have, we think it's ours and there's all kinds of arguments. And then everybody's also trying to usurp your th territory because material life means we're not the controller, but we want to be. And therefore, we're in competition with others. And it just leads to unlimited strife. And with that conception, people become bewildered. 
and we've seen that the history of this. That's why I was saying, I, I told when I got that good advice from the Raimarj, when I actually when I asked if I should be guru, he felt that it was a service I should take up, but gave me the stern warning. Don't think you're a guru, do it as a service to your guru. Do it as a service to your guru. You know, in the early days of ISKCON, we weren't mature. But because there was no one that Prabhupada had, and he had to empower young men and give them positions of authority to manage his movement. He had no other choice. The effect could be very purifying if someone took it in a mood of service, but there was such a temptation to control and enjoy and therefore offend people. Because once you get into that, that consciousness, then there's this competition. And competition could mean hate. It's not spiritual competition. That's why the six ghost swamis were so revered. Dira dira janapriyo priyakaro nirmatsaro puja nirmatsara. They didn't have any hate, which meant they didn't have any desire to control and enjoy. And therefore, dira dira janap, they were dear to everyone. But as soon as you have any bit of matsara, fruit of contention, desire to enjoy, desire to control, you're going to be in conflict with others. And someone's going to hate you. And if you enter that competition, you're going to hate them. So Brahma is saying, how is this being a, a top recipient of Krishna's mercy? It puts me in such strife in the world, so many anxieties. And then identification. with the body. And in the illusion of the body being the self, threatened with non-existence. So, so they said that, interested at Tanard and Lord Brahma, he's the man as well as that. So he says, they also screwed up. And, and, and Lord Brahma, before this, I skipped ahead for this. He mentioned them all. Look at Indra and Govardhan. How easy. Even a devotee like Indra. So easy to become bewildered. And then Yamaraj mistakenly sold the son of the Brahmin Arunadev mistakenly arrested Nanda Maharaj. And then Lord Brahma says, and because, because I have this conceit, even though I'm trying to do service, 
Because of that, I'll commit mistakes. And look at the mistake I made. In the conception that I am the dispenser of karma, I'm the ultimate dispenser of karma. And Haranyakashipu performed all these austerities. In that conception, I empowered someone who tried to kill a great devotee. And therefore, when I realized what happened and I went to the Lord, Yeah, Brahma is saying that. And he said, when I went to the Lord, he just, you know, the demigods were there. When Nershringadev came out, he just ignored me. He just ignored me completely. He was so furious with me. I empowered someone that, 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 that was torturing a devotee, Pallad Maharaj. He was so angry at me. And when finally I, I, I was able to speak to him, he said, don't ever empower someone who will harm the devotees. And what, what, is, what Brahma said, what did I do? I, the, the material energy is so powerful, I got into the same illusion again, and, and I empowered Ravana. And what to speak of the people who I'm responsible for, Indra, who tried to destroy Vrindavan. And then he goes through them all. Pride precedes the fallest. Pride precedes the fall. fall. And pride is caused by some material thing to be proud about on the material consciousness that elevation means power and control. And then finally here, Brahm is saying, and, and the biggest mistake, the biggest illusion was myself. I tried to use my power against God. You know what that's like? It's like a firefly at night that thinks it's very bright and then goes out in the sun and then realizes it's nothing. And I guess that's part of Krishna's purification for the devotee. When they get this conceit, this abhiman, this desire to control and enjoy, he frustrates our material protective agents. That's why it says... When when Krishna is very merciful, he takes away. It means he can give, but he, he generally takes away. To free us from these illusions that are binding us to this world. So this is just a nice example that oh, position Even Indra, Brihaspati's guru came, he, he didn't stand up. And then he was cursed. 
So now Brahma's telling his own story. So it just seems, even though Brahma lived so many years, hundreds and hundreds of millions of years is his lifetime, he continually gets bewildered by position. And Prabhupada made it clear that it's not just the amount of wealth you have, the amount of power you have, but it's your conception of possessiveness. And he, he told Singh in the Calcutta train station, a hobo who just had a, a little stick, I guess an Indian hobo, and his, his, his belongings in a little cloth bag. Well, he wasn't a Kinshina Gotra. That, that verse is so relevant to this thing. Janaishvarya, Shruta Shribya, Edamana, Madapunam, Navahatyabhutaitu, Vatvam, a Kinshina Gotra. These things are intoxicating. Birth can be intoxicating, opulence can be intoxicating. The opposite sex can be intoxicating. Our education can be intoxicating. Unless you do things consciously in the mood of service. So Brahma tells his story. that he stole the cows and cowherd boys. And that's just a principle if you show your power to a superior power, your power only gets diminished. So, um, Lord Brahma's power was diminished. He stole the coward boys and calves. Krishna duplicated them down to their lunchbox, their, 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 their psychological proclivities, every, all the cowherd boys and the calves, because Brahma stole, Ra came back after a moment of his time, and he saw they were still there, and then he checked in his abode, and they were there at the same time, and then he became so bewildered, Brahma Vimohan Leela. Krishna's power and his opulence Yogeshwar, the master of all mystic opulence, when he saw, and then when he saw all the coward boys and calves, he saw them in their Vishnu form. And therefore around each, he saw all the material elements, he saw Swabhav, he saw Karma, he saw all the different natures of God plus surrounding each one of those cowherd boys. And Brahma is coming back. He's remembering this. And each one of these cowherd boys, they were surrounded by kirtan parties and all the planets and the whole... And each one was this amazing Vishnu form. And to look at it and see its brilliance and to understand the mystic power beyond it, behind it, and understanding something subtly of his own mistake, trying to digest that all at once. 
his senses just shut down. If you abuse something, it'll shut down. So if you abuse your eating, your stomach at a particular time will shut down. But this was his whole conception, his whole self-conception of himself just crushed and destroyed. Because he did such a magic and then Krishna's magic was a thousand times greater than him. And therefore, Lord Brahma, he just fainted. And, and when he when he got when he when he woke up. Krishna had reverted to his threefold bending form, just sitting in that picnic pose with rice and fruits and yogurt. And the story, one point the purport Prabhupada makes, it's very subtle. Krishna never falls down from the position of Krishna. That's what that means. the Supreme Personality of God and the fullest manifestation of Godhead in love. So let me just read a few verses to go ahead. I then saw the most amazing wonders and became frightened, offering prayers and bowing down to the Lord. I thought, I am so arrogant. But now in his pastime as a coward boy, he has tricked me. This should be the... the, the Something, I think of writing something, pain and perfection. Because I'm sitting here chanting and it purifies your heart. And then you, you, you get a little glimpse back in your life and all the maturity and, and the painful mistakes you made due to a lack of maturity and understanding and Krishna consciousness and knowing you can't get that back again. So there is a pain of perfection because we have to understand a bit and realize the foolishness of separating ourselves from God. Maybe we're not up to that platform. Maybe we have to work on you know simple things and build up our self-esteem and get a job and take care of a family overwhelmed, but on the highest intellectual platform, the false ego has to be destroyed. Of course, the best way we do it is by developing the real ego. When we chant Hare Krishna, it's the activity of the soul. And when we start having feelings of the soul when we're chanting, because that's the real taste, the words, the words themselves don't have the potency unless there's that feeling that are offering them. They're very, it's like, it may be beautiful flowers, but when you offer them to Krishna, there's that the heart gets connected with the object. So we're looking back. So 
simply by the spontaneous glance of favor upon me from his lotus face, I became joyful. I realized how fortunate I was to have visited the land of Braja, which is so dear to him. Purport Narada might wonder how everything seemed all right with Brahma soon after Brahma's blunder and embarrassment. How is he now sitting happily in his own abode? One answer Brahma gives here is that he at once felt the purpose of his life fulfilled just by seeing the Lord's ever-smiling face. All rare opportunities to shorten in Wow. You know, last year was a huge yatra because everybody for two, three years had to go to India. So I don't expect the same size this year. But I'm still bringing all those kirtaniers and a kinchin of Krishna. So any of you who want to join us for any part of that tour, you're more than welcome. He also received the rare opportunity to stay a short time in Sri Vrajadam. Vraja is the most sacred land and Krishna is the only shelter of its residents. Thus, Brahma felt that after having mistreated the calves and coward boys of Vraja, it was best for him to leave quickly and go back to Brahmaloka. Fearing I would commit more offenses if I stayed too long, I then went away. What else I need tell you about my ill fortune? Purport, Vrajabhumi is the place of the Lord's intimate dealings with his dear most devotees. Materialistic person should not stay there longer than a few days, long enough to gain transcendental benefit from contact with the holy name for the holy dom, but not long enough to become offensive towards the dom and its residents. Brahma, thinking himself one of the ordinary conditioned souls, had returned quickly to his own place. Now he had nothing more to say about his own shortcomings since he felt he had adequately refuted each point of Narada's praise. Now, next Sunday, Lord Brahma directs Narada to Shiva. Um, yeah, Prabhupada said the Dham three days, three years. And what I think that means, not literally, but for a short time, you can stay the required focus required to live in a holy dom. And if you stay lo longer than your visit, then only service um, will qualify you to stay. I know, honestly speaking, I sometimes wonder how I'm here, but every single time it's for service. It's this time, it, it seems not, but I, I, it is confirmed in my mind that the chanting Vratan thing is my service. And my service, and it's here. But I've always come, it's some service. Some service. Okay, Jamuna Jaya, if you have anything you can help out, I was fighting fatigue and brain fatigue and sleep for the class, but. Thank you for class, Maharaj. I 
just your last point about service. It is such a great service that you're there because just seeing you there reminds me of being there. So that, that's, that's a service. Yeah, well, I see this is the best place for me to be. It's nice people get contact connected to Govardhan. It's right here. It is such a special, special energy. And it's so peaceful because It's rare if one or two people come a week to visit me, except I have a helper here that comes. He's very nice. He cleans the place. He brings the water. I have someone coming from Vrindavan once a week that brings the fruits and the different things. But it's great. I wake up and it's, and it's you know, I'm going to see. So it's just my, my bead bag. Now, a new clean orange one. I usually wear a white one, be bad for a particular reason. And uh, just um, just chanting a lot. That's great. And like today, I got an opportunity to give class. It was wonderful to be with those devotees. Okay. Thank you, Raj. And I, I, I love the point about when you said about when you come to control and enjoy, that brings in... Um, Envy, which makes hate come into the picture. So I really love that that connection as well. What, what, what come into the picture? Uh, when you said that when you want to control and enjoy, that brings competition uh, and envy into the picture. It, wow, yeah. That's the point I like the most from the class. Thanks for picking that up. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Gail, any question? Yeah, any actually, Maharaj, I, I do have a couple um, I just need a clarification. Remember when you, just a little while ago, you talked about, the, you know, the the nature of the self is to serve, which, and, and it's chanting Hare Krishna, which facilitates that. And you brought in the example of offering flowers, right? Yeah. And, 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 and offering with feeling. Do you remember how, what, what you were saying right there? It becomes the vehicle for our devotion. Oh, oh, okay. If yeah. you just do something. Huh? But it, it, our activities, even our chanting, has to be the vehicle for our devotion. Yeah. And when you chant and it's the vehicle for your devotion, Krishna, who's the name, kind of wakes up in the holy name. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Yeah, thank you. And then also when you were talking about Lord Brahma, you know, after he committed that sense offense, how was it that he was sitting pretty there in like Brahmaloka or something like that? It mentions, it, it actually, that, that is actually mentioned in the purport that somehow or other, finally just seeing Krishna's smile and, and realizing that he was in Vrindavan with Krishna made him so joyful. Yeah. And evidently, I guess, Krishna also, I guess by his glance, forgave him. And, and it was intimate because Krishna chastised him. So I was thinking that you don't do that to someone unless, unless they have real faith in you. So it was a certain intimacy also, and that by him getting chastised, 
It was an affirmation of his relationship with Krishna. And that also purified him because it was twice that Krishna said very strongly, you're such a nonsense. Don't ever do this again. You empowered someone. Yeah. So it was it was seeing Krishna in his own abode that made him so happy. Just that. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And okay. Krishna uh-huh. him, which is a sign of intimacy. Because you don't do that to somebody you don't have a relationship with. Yeah. Okay, yeah. what else? Yeah. Just one last thing is this word Abhiman, right? I'm wondering if it can be used in a positive sense, since it seems to mean, you know, your self-conception, right? Can it be used, or is it usually in a pejorative way? I think it's generally used, I'll have to look that up, but my belief is that it's generally used in terms of material designations. Okay. Okay, Maharaj. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Okay, anybody else? Yes, today I have rather good connection, internet connection. Thank you so much. It was very important for me to hear that position is very dangerous because it ties us to different temporary things and puts into illusion that elevation gives us control and power. And also it was very important to understand that when we turn away from God, we turn away from our true self. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. Nice to get your connection back. It's for one day. (laughs) Anyway, it's nice for one day. Okay, anybody else say hello? Hi, Krishna Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. Always good to see and hear from you. Thanks, Tota. Hi, can, can you send me Kishori's contact information? Okay. Okay. Anybody else say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Thanks for class. You guys are in Michigan? Uh, we're in Minnesota now at my parents' house for just a couple of days. Never heard of the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> what? Mallory thinks it's nice here. I, I don't recognize, even though anything west of the Hudson, that's how I was trained when I grew up. <laughs> Nothing that exists west of the Hudson of any, of any significance. <laughs> and then... And Krishna purified me and moved me to New Jersey. <laughs> okay. Okay. Haribo. Haribo. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Um, can I ask a question? Narayani, nice to see this you. Is Narayani. You're in Switzerland? Hare Krishna. Yes. I went out okay. for a walk. <laughs> um, okay. You were mentioning um, that when Krishna loves you, he takes everything away. I know that Raghu says that often. It, um, it, it means that he can give or take away. It okay. means he can do whatever he wants with you. But That, that was not my question. <laughs> what? That okay. was not my question, actually. But go ahead, and I'll, I'll, I'll lead 
to the question uh, okay. I wanted to ask. I'll finish this point to make, if I didn't make that yes. clear. He does what any, whatever he wants with us, but generally we need to, we need to have, have things taken away to become humble and call out his name in, in purity. But anyway, what's your question? Well, I was actually thinking that um, it made me think of that very often in classes, um, Kunti's prayer, I mean, Kunti's prayers are uh, mentioned of like, please let all those calamities come to me. And I was actually um, thinking the other day that, um, well, first of all, I feel very blessed because in my life, Krishna has given me a lot of calamities. So I don't know if I should feel blessed or not, but I feel um, quite well to to at least be on this path and try my best to to be on this path. But then I was thinking, if I had calamities coming to me or miseries, so I don't know if, if Queen Kunti is praying for spiritual or material miseries or calamities, but I was thinking, if I had anything material at least, miseries calamities to deal with if i would turn to krishna that would be for relief but in a way i actually um i want to aim to that i turn to krishna only to, only to be of service and so i was debating like what do i do if any miseries come do i turn to krishna for relief and that's a material wish do, do you know yeah. where I'm going with this? I, I'm not sure if I said. should pray for those I, I, calamities. It's very, very, it, 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 but we have to understand that when we accept Krishna as a superior, mm -hmm. there's love in taking shelter. For example, a small child, right? When they're in trouble and they run to their mother, it's not just for themselves. It's their expression of love. Because when you're in a subordinate position, the love is called prabhuta gyan, understanding that this person is great and this person. So it, 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 it is connected with that, taking shelter of Krishna. And taking shelter of Krishna also means, to, it, it means we're accepting our position as his servant. So it's taking shelter of Krishna but within that is the mood of you're my Lord and, and I'll serve you. And taking shelter of Krishna is not taking shelter of Krishna to exploit him. It's taking shelter of Krishna to serve him. Thank you. I'll think about it more, but it's something like that. Thank you. It's great Wonderful. to see you. Great to you. see you too. Thank you for class. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Chad. Uh, really enjoying, I don't know if you can hear me. I mean, I'm in my car outside of work, but um, really enjoying okay. your, your class. Uh, you know, every time I, I listen, there's so many realizations. I just kind of don't even know where to begin that's my problem <laughs> so many different things come from different angles but um definitely appreciate you maharaj and the devotees here it's great to have you in our sangha chad thank you yeah you're welcome
Okay, anybody else? Uh, Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Isabel. Thank you for class. Isabel, I just got a letter from Jamuna Jaya that you're not feeling well, so my prayers from Govardhan. Are you resting? Thank you. Uh, yes and no, of course. Um, I also sent you an email uh, about a few days ago, maybe five days ago, so I don't know if you received it. I didn't receive it. I don't know why I don't receive your email sometime. I'll look yep. in the... I, I didn't receive it. Send it again now, okay? I will. Thank you, Maharaj. Okay, Haribo. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Sri Aradhika here. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Where is this? Is this Vancouver? Yes, Maharaj. It just doesn't look like your country. <laughs> no, it's Vancouver. <laughs> How are you feeling? Yeah, fine. Thank you, Marge. Are you feeling separation from Iran? Uh, fortunately, I have my mom. Now I don't feel separation yet. <laughs> and what are you doing there? Um, for now, we were, we were just looking for a house to stay in. And we got our house. Now I want to go and check the yoga studios and... Yeah, to figure out what's going on here. Okay. Um, you have a house there now? Yes, uh, we got a house. You just rented somewhere, temporary. Okay. And how long is your mother going to stay? Till 24th of September. Okay. Well, it'll be easy for you to attend my Vyas Puja by internet this time because you'll be on the time thing yes. okay uh you know you're in krishna's hands i you know i spoke to sudeshri she seems to be finding herself there you know somehow people want the freedom <laughs> it's just got to be used in the proper way okay thank, thank you. you thank Anybody you Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. This is Ksenia. Thank you for class. Nice to see you again. Will we, will we see you in India? Hope so. I am looking forward to see you also. Okay. Okay. Good. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. It's Logavinda. Thank you for class. Haribo. Haribo. Okay. okay, nice to see you. Good, great team yeah. as well. <clears throat> okay, we'll see you all a bunch of companies.